God allows bad things to happen. If you allow it to do the work, it does get deep. The word is alive and active. It is a double-edged sword. I mean, it will cut us not for the sake of pain, but for the sake of pruning. This is Study with Friends, a weekly dive into the answers and questions we find in the Bible, the church, and in the broader Christian faith. I'm Paige, and today we'll be continuing our series focusing on the Sermon on the Mount. This series is different in that it consists of an eight-week study with five daily programs to help you study the Sermon on the Mount in a much deeper way. If you want the study material or homework or more information about this series or other resources we provide, you can find them on our website, studywithfriends.org. Okay, day two. What does blessed mean? So yesterday we talked about just a preliminary thing, some foundational things as we kind of kick off the sermon with this list of interesting attributes. So there are, uh, we, we sort of developed this in the homework and there's actually a lot that I want to do while we chat. So let me really quickly just review from the homework. Or maybe if one of you guys would like to review, there's three the first, second, and third paragraph, there are kind of three elements that we developed in the homework. Uh, why don't you guys, since there's three of you, why don't you guys rephrase what you got from that or challenge what I wrote? Applying happiness and satisfaction and being blessed. I think in being blessed, we definitely do. I mean, I know at least I do. When I think of blessed, it's definitely more in a positive light. Yeah. And not just in a spiritual sense, but also in kind of a materialistic sense mm. of like, if you're blessed, mm. you're going to have things mm. and that's opportunities, not opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Not just always material things, opportunities, relationships, relationships, stuff, yeah. good. Yeah. Just good things. Mm. It's so interesting how you defined good things just now. Yeah. I think that's pretty American. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Is that how the sermon defines them? No. Okay, no. so tell me more about that. Going back to what we were talking about yesterday about heart posture. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of good things that the sermon talks about, it's a lot more internal. Mm -hmm. We view it, I view it as external, as being blessed. And blessings mm -hmm. in the Beatitudes are being comforted, mm -hmm. having the kingdom of heaven, mm -hmm. and being filled. Yeah. Like, that's not a thing that I'm going to. So if I hear you right, you're saying they're relational and not material. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's good. Um, I thought, um, Ernest Ligon, I thought he nailed it when he said, the Beatitudes are the basic formula for mental health. Mm. And I think that really hits because we're so obsessed with mental health right now and we're starting, I think we're really, probably in your generation, really starting to fully understand how much that impacts everything. Mm -hmm. But of course, the scripture knew it all along. And so I think what you just said, I mean, you know, loneliness versus being in healthy relationships, mm -hmm. feeling comforted, feeling supported, feeling seen is basic to mental health. And this is what the Beatitudes embody, that, that God sees you and he supports you and he comforts you. Um, and that we bring something to him, that it is relational. It is not transactional in the way that you said, 
Um, Julia mentioned, you know, God doesn't exist for us. We exist for him. Mm-hmm. It's a really good framing. Who wants to talk about the second element? It has an SAT word in it. <laughs> Eschatological. Yes. What does that mean? We looked it up. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it means talking, just like referring to the future and like the the ending of something, what is to come of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is to come. Mm-hmm. That's good. Future. Yeah. But John stuff. here we understand that there's sort of a, um, all of the Beatitudes say, blessed are for they mm-hmm. shall. Right? Yeah. That's what, Well, so that's what, even when you're talking about the rewards and the good things and things like that, for me, the thing that stuck out also was, is it the now or the later mm-hmm. that the blessed is referring to? And what did you think? For me, it's the future because it's the salvation that we're striving for that when I do this, I am not acquiring my riches or accumulating them on earth. I'm accumulating them for the future mm-hmm. for in uh, heaven. In heaven. Okay. So have you heard about this already not yet of the gospel? This is the same. That it's actually now and future. Because what uh, what I think those the first two um, components help us to see is there is a I, I will be happier here if I can let go of the things that the world says I should prioritize and actually prioritize the things that my creator said I should prioritize. I will be happier because he created me. He knows how I function, how I operate. And if I follow his blueprint, I'm actually going to feel better than if I follow the blueprint that the world has tried to place on me. That just makes me feel crummy because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm never there. Mm-hmm. It's always more that I should be doing or wanting or having or whatever, knowing. I mean, I I always try to expand it beyond like material things because some of us, and I say us intentionally, have a high value for knowledge. So, you know, I'm not a professor yet, so I want to keep going and I need my PhD and I need like... I, need, I have to have all the knowledge. Mm-hmm. That is a very worldly and very self-like. Mm-hmm. It So there's more than just yeah, money I want it. at play. <laughs> there's more than just money yeah. when we think about the ways that we try to like accumulate and pull to ourselves the things that the world says are valuable. And then we think about this list that says all you need is a humble heart that recognizes that God is your sufficiency. Mm-hmm. That's how you're blessed. That's how you're blessed. And so he breaks it down into a bunch of different ways that we might have humility and poverty of my spirit mean I just recognize that I am already impoverished in spirit, mm-hmm. that I'm sinful, and so I'm impoverished. And I can only become not impoverished in my spirit by accepting what Christ has done for me. I can't do it. So you can parallel that with someone who is materially poor. Or even mentally, like, what about people who are disabled? Like, who, the root of it is all a knowledge and acceptance of our own inability to be X, Y, Z, fill in the blank of what you would want to be or think the world should esteem you to be. Mm -hmm. And just accepting, oh, I'm only what God made me, nothing more and nothing less. I can't change that. I only can be changed by him who lives in me. So it's an interesting shift. It's a it's a massive shift. I think that 
in one of the days this week, there's better phrasing. It's topsy-turvy is the way that it's mm-hmm. described. And so it is a now and future being. Mm-hmm. And both are beneficial. And it's a complete mirror of the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. So we are already and not yet saved. So we are already saved. We no longer are slaves to sin because of the gospel of Christ, because Jesus died and paid the price. We are no longer slave to sin, so we are saved now, and we are also saved to an eternal future, right? So there's always that already, not yet, and that's true here too. Does that resound? Does that feel right? That does, but to your word being, I think about the word feeling, because my being and then my feeling come into play. What do you mean? So we were talking about characteristics and you know, what this will yield, but the internal feeling of what I am experiencing. Mm -hmm. If there's hurt, if there's pain, if there's struggle, that's another layer of life Mm -hmm. that I consider when we're thinking about being blessed. Mm. Can you develop that a little bit? I think that I understand what you're saying and I appreciate you being transparent like that. So... There are the struggles that come naturally with living in this world. And the feeling part of it, when you were talking about that statement about the mental health and the emotions, and that's why I use the word feeling, because that is, we are talking about our being and what we should strive to be, which we are able to express as I am, I I can express love, joy, I can be kind, you know, when we're talking about the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit and all that. Underneath all that, or below all that, there is a layer of feeling and emotion that every person deals with, lives with, and exhibits when different things happen, occur, and the blessings. So then we have to now compartmentalize what's happening, what is the situation, what is the blessing, how do we deal with it, how do I then look at Christ for if I am one of these things I'm supposed to get mm-hmm. or not so well that's going back to the checklist if I do this I get this mm-hmm. that's a checklist but thank you is, for catching that is that the case and that also went back to when you talked about the j- dangers of the checklist mm-hmm. if I do this am I expecting at completion a reward so at- let me flip it and just want to hear what you have to say about this do we as humans then when we talk about our feelings Do you think that if we flipped the Beatitudes and said, if I'm not feeling this, let me take one for an example. So blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Mm -hmm. If I'm not feeling comforted, Mm -hmm. does that mean I'm not blessed? That's what I want to dig up under that a little bit, Renew, Mm -hmm. because I think you've hit something that's really important. It's not at all in the homework, but this is exactly why we do a group because the Lord is good to give insights that are beyond what I cooked mm-hmm. up. And you're nailing it. <laughs> because we exist in a feelings space. Like if I'm not feeling this way, mm-hmm. is God still who he says he is? If I don't feel mm-hmm. like things are going the way that they should be. Mm-hmm. According if to it's, me. Or if it's, I mean, yeah, according to me. But mm-hmm. let's be real. There are 
situations in life that no one could argue are crummy. Mm -hmm. Like that's not just a personal perspective. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is everyone on the planet would agree that is a bad situation you're in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm even going to take our personal boohooing out of it. Mm -hmm. That, that it's like, you know what? It's a fact. Talk about, let's talk about the fact that 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 is crappy. Mm -hmm. If, a person who loves Jesus and is embodied by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit indwells in them, they are saved and justified and fully grasping the gospel. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're talking about Christians all the way in. And yet they are experiencing really bad things. Does that mean that God is not who he says he is? Does that mean that these are no longer true because of how we feel? For me, so to that, when you were saying about, does that mean that, what does that mean about God? God is constant, right? I guess we have to start from that understanding. Mm -hmm. I am the variable Mm -hmm. because I come with this baggage. Feelings is part of it. And when we're talking about crummy situations, ever since I was young, something that I always relied on was um, when we say prayer doesn't change things for us, it changes us for things. Mm -hmm. So my prayer to God has to be, Lord, no matter how hard the situation, when I pray, you change my heart to be able to accept and uh, persevere. Yep. I see that you already embrace this, but I want to call out, there's a submission there. Mm -hmm. Another one of my favorite quotes is Charles Stanley, RIP. He says, being filled with the spirit is not about how much of the spirit you can grasp, but how much of yourself you can carve out. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thinking. I was thinking about it when you were talking, I don't know if it was the beginning of today or the end of yesterday, when you were like, well, this is how we do it. There's an element in there of submission. So do, are we approaching the Beatitudes, the sermon, the gospel, the scripture with muscle mm-hmm. bootstraps or are we s- approaching it with submission and humility and acceptance and so i think that is precisely why the word poor mm. with some people resounds and with other people are like what does he mean by that mm-hmm. it is deep in there and that's the thing about the sermon on the mount mm-hmm. jesus was not playing games not playing games with these words. He is piercing us Mm -hmm. with these words. I could spend the rest of my ministry career on the Sermon on the Mount Mm. and never find the bottom of it (laughs) because what he's doing with these words is he's digging so deep. If I come back to the sermon every single day, he's just going to keep digging and digging. I can remember times in my life that maybe you can relate to where I was just bereft and I'm like I got nothing for this I have nothing and I literally was just walking with a friend yesterday and we were talking about parenting adult children Mm. and how difficult that is and love you and (laughs) we are dreams (laughs) no it's not that you aren't it's that and and I said this to my friend shout out to Michelle I said to Michelle it's not a them problem Mm. it's a me problem I can't let it go I can't submit to the fact that I'm no longer in charge of you. And it's the same concept. And I said to her, I said, you know, I preach it, but I don't live it all the time. I I always say, when we say I can't, that's not the problem. That's the solution. But I don't always live that way. Mm -hmm. And this 
list is calling me, convicting me to reflect on. Where am I trying to muscle this? Mm-hmm. And where have I submitted? I mean, think about Job. Think about mm-hmm. yourself. I mean, God allows, like it or not, for his good purposes, he allows bad things to happen. That stinks. Mm-hmm. And we have to suffer through it. If you allow it to do the work, it does get deep. And mm-hmm. that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the word is alive and active, sharper than any, dub- it's, it is a double-edged sword. I mm-hmm. mean, it will cut us not for the sake of pain, but for the sake of pruning. Yes. We are supposed to be broken. Yeah. And we speak of brokenness. And that's what I feel like all of this is talking to us breaking down so that we can be, be rebuilt with the intended purpose of serving God and being able to benefit from doing that. The rela- from the relationship the that's relationship. available. Yes. Yeah, because we don't like to be broken. Mm-hmm. So we hold on. And whatever we hold on to, I think about a pumpkin. I hate to say it. That <laughs> stupid pumpkin analogy, but it's really good. Because you got to carve the whole pumpkin out to put the light in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such yeah. a good analogy. <laughs> it, really is. it really is. But I think about that. I feel like, well, I don't want to carve it out. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that little part of myself. Yeah. Or it's serving me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't like mm-hmm. it if you ask me boldly about that attribute, but it's serving me somehow. Mm-hmm. Somehow I'm getting some satisfaction out of that part of myself. And I'm reluctant to let it go. And you said we're supposed to be broken. And and it, it's really, we are already broken. Mm-hmm. It's how much do we accept that brokenness mm-hmm. and then humbly mm-hmm. rely on God mm-hmm. as a result of accept, accepting that brokenness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the Beatitudes are really kicking off the sermon and really helping us as gospel carriers and disciples to to build a foundation on the foundation can't be built on bootstraps Mm -hmm. that fails every time Mm. the foundation has to be built on emptiness Mm -hmm. right i'm not a construction person but like you dig the hole and then you put the foundation you have to do the work under Mm. before you can even start the first brick i want to call out that that is so much easier said than done Mm. and Doing it is such a terrifying thing because what you were saying of there's it's serving me in some way. I think one of the biggest is that I don't want to just ignore as though it's not is safety. That's what makes me safe. Yeah. You know, because the world yes. kind of is out to get you. Sometimes it yeah. feels like the world is out to get you. Mm-hmm. And you have all of these things that you that make you feel safe that make you feel safe that got you through the struggles and got you through the bad times and now god is saying take all of those away and let me help you and there's an instinct to say no this is how i survived it this is how i made it here this is my armor i'm not taking that off and i think that we got another bearism here but and it's something that i'm still actively struggling to take off because no don't take it it's mine it comes down to trust and julia said to me once that just it it wasn't julia who said it it was god who said it through julia Mm, amen god said julia said (laughs) god is not out to get you and that's something that i still kind of have to think about day by day and kind of still convince myself of because when you've when people have been out to get you it's really 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 difficult to admit 
or to believe that someone that, that God isn't. Let Does me, that make sense? Yes. Let me develop that a little bit and tell me if I have it right. Bring it up. The removal of things naturally feels like theft. Yeah. This is where it's topsy-turvy in the gospel because God removes things for our benefit. Mm -hmm. And that's where that, I mean, God is so good. That pruning the vine, like I don't, I'm not really a super planty person. Although I've become more, what? I've become more, <laughs> I've become more, I used to just, this used to be the house where house plants came to die, but, but, uh, over COVID, upstairs. <laughs> over COVID, um, I brought in a bunch of plants from the office, whatever. So I've learned that, yeah, you have to pull off some of the stuff that might look like it's fine because you're developing something else over here. Like, I just don't want it to grow that way. Mm. Even though it's flowering and it's leafing and it's, it looks okay. I actually have to cut that off. Because it's not serving my bigger purpose in this plant. Mm -hmm. And that's what God talks about when he says, I'm the vine and you're the branches. Whatever doesn't produce fruit, I cut, my father cuts off. And like we have to accept that. Mm -hmm. And I, w we've talked about that a little bit in other um, episodes. That, like pruning hurts. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> no one's saying that's like a joyful process. That's painful. But God removes things because he is the perfect vine dresser and he says trust me i'm gonna take this and it's a removal of something and you're gonna feel like ow but i promise you i'm growing you towards something that is so much better do you I, resound with what i'm saying the removal of things feels I like do. theft but i also want to s point out that it's nearly impossible to tell in the moment the difference between pruning for your own good and harm being inflicted mm -hmm. upon you the only way to differentiate is with prayer. Yeah, I was just mm -hmm. going to. That's the only way to differentiate. But that still makes it so difficult because prayer is often very difficult and hearing the voice of God is often very difficult. So it makes sense to me to just rail against any cutting off. Yeah. Entirely. Well, it's pride because we feel like our way but is it's better. Also, our way is better, but mm -hmm. it also feels safer. Yep. Say, I love that you called that safety. So I want. Oh. Yep. Do it, mm -hmm. but I'm going to watch the time because we're one okay. minute over. I'll try to say it really quickly. So you mentioned the word safety. I mm -hmm. totally agree with that word safety, but I was also thinking of power struggle, the mm -hmm. letting go, right? So when you're talking about, for some people, it, it's from a place of having to feel like they, they're they're losing that protection that wall for somebody else it might feel like that power struggle between the lord and letting go of that oh yeah sure. and i was that loss of control i was trying to think of a uh, like an analogy of some sort and i was thinking of the military right when an individual comes in you have to now conform to the team you have to surrender you have to submit and be so that there is no self yes mm -hmm. You have to be, the individual has to, and sometimes they do these harsh tactics where they have to break the person down yeah. in order to the build them back up. Yeah. So I was thinking of that power struggle also, That's the control. There's, so there's safety element and also your control. control. Yeah, but control feels safe. Yeah. yeah. If I'm in control, yes. I feel safe. You that's exactly what I was thinking when you said you lose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm surprised. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, if I'm controlling it, then I know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And if I am not controlling it, I don't know what to expect, and that makes me feel scared. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's all so good. Day two was devoted to sanctification and justification. And I actually think even though we didn't do those words, we actually did those concepts. So yeah. you guys did a great job. Thank you for that. Hi again, it's Paige. Thanks again for joining us in our study today. 
We hope that you found some great truths to apply to your life and encouragement for your faith as you continue to mature in your walk with Jesus. We here at Study With Friends are modeled more like a small group. We want to encourage you to continue your growth through the local church. If you don't have a church home, we encourage you to find one where the Bible is taught in every situation. Study With Friends is a completely donor-supported ministry, and if we have blessed you, would you consider donating to us? Monthly partnerships are particularly helpful, but no amount is too small. We'd also love to stay connected. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can stream us on the go wherever you are with iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And now you can watch the ladies on YouTube. If all that seems to be a bit too much for you, feel free to email us. You can find our email address on our website, studywithfriends.org. While you're there, you can check out a myriad of other resources we have that are all free for you. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time when we study with friends.